Hello and welcome to Redeemer Radio's 2021 Spring Shareathon. Shareathon was a great success, but we could still use your help. Please visit RedeemerRadio.com to make your donation and please share this audio with friends and family. Hello and welcome back to Redeemer Radio. You are listening to the Spring Shareathon. My name is Terry Coonan, and I'm your guest host this hour. I'm joined in the studio with uh, Father Tom Shoemaker and Father Thomas Zare from St. Charles. This is the St. Charles Hour, so we're going to learn a little bit maybe about uh, the parish, about uh, the saint himself, and uh, we're going to talk about Redeemer Radio and, and the share and the blessings of Redeemer Radio as we uh, ask for funding for our operating costs for the coming year. Let's begin, though, first with a prayer. Father Tom, would you lead us in a prayer? Sure. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings, and thank you especially for the blessings of our faith. We ask that you'll help us to live a strong faith, help us to be evangelizers who witness to that faith and share it with others. Help us to support all the ways that the church is reaching out to, to people who, who need to hear the message of Christ and, and help us to be a part of the, the, the solution and bringing the light of Christ to others. Guide us, bless this share bless this station, and, and keep all of us in your gentle presence. We ask all this through Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. In the name Father, of the Father, Son, and the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. Well, um, fathers... We have kind of an aggressive goal this hour. $12,000 is our hourly goal. Good oh, grief. But, uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> you guys are great leaders. You come from a great parish. Let's uh, see what we can do to to hit it. Okay. Right. So um, I was thinking I was thinking that uh, maybe you could, first of all, tell us a little bit about yourselves, about St. Charles, uh, maybe about St. Charles himself, and kind of get things rocking and rolling. Before we do, though, I will probably be chastised by Cindy if I don't give out the phone number. Oh, that'd be good. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so call or text 260-436-9598. You can also pledge online at RedeemerRadio.com. But uh, we are asking for your donations this hour um, to get us to get us progressing towards that goal. So, Father Tom, you want to get us started? Sure, yeah. Just a few things about uh, St. Charles Parish to start off with. Uh, Founded in 1957. I'm the third pastor since 1957. Uh, I've known them all. Yep. Monsignor Hessian was there for 29 years and then retired and stayed in the parish. Uh, So he was there ministering a lot longer than that. Monsignor Solzer was 30 years as the pastor and then died very unexpectedly. Uh, So I'm number three. Uh, I don't expect to have that kind of longevity myself. You're not going to want me when I'm <laughs> 30 years from, from the time I arrived. I would be way too old. <laughs> oh, I'll take so. you, Father. Believe me. <laughs> yeah. So a great parish, northeast side of Fort Wayne, of course, and, and has been a great parish since the beginnings. And, and very active, very generous parish and, and good supporters of Redeemer Radio, I'll mention. Mm. So that's why our goal is so high. So please, please help us if you can. Mm-hmm. Father Thomas. Yeah. So I just moved to the parish uh, just a few months ago. I moved in that last summer. I've been a priest for the last, for three years, almost three years. Okay. I spent two of those years as a priest at St. Elizabeth Ann Seton, another great parish, another big parish mm-hmm. in Fort Wayne um, on the southeast side of town, southwest side of town. And uh, yeah, just been to St. Charles for the last few months and it's been great uh, learning from Father Tom, his uh, many years of priestly expertise. This has been a joy um, getting involved in the school. Um, I'm also the chaplain at Bishop Lewers High School. I'm also the chaplain at uh, Purdue Fort Wayne. So just being involved in all those things, a myriad of different sort of minor vocations that the Lord's called me to via bishop, which has just been a joy. And it's it's been a blast um, being involved in all those things. You mentioned Purdue Fort Wayne. I think that might be where I first met you or first got to know you, Father Shoemaker, because... I would go to Tuesday morning mass yeah. or Tuesday noon mass, and and frequently you were the celebrant. That's right. Yeah. Those were those were some good days, weren't they? That's right. Yep. No, I spent three years at St. Henry's, and then twelve years at um, St. Jude. So, and I did a lot of the masses at that. That's it was right. IPFW in those days. So. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 Now there is a little age gap here between the two of you, and yep. and Father Tom, you mentioned that the Vocation Awareness Week is coming up. That's right. And. Uh, 
maybe you could talk a little bit about how the two of you compare and contrast how you came to be priests in our diocese. Sure. Yeah. We talked about this just a little bit in the car. I'll kind of go first here is because mm-hmm. our stories are so very different. Not only are they different now, I'm a lot older than he is. <laughs> I'm older than his parents. Yeah. <laughs> but um, my vocation story started very late in life and his started very early. And, and that led to just all kinds of differences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was 27 years old before I had any clues that, that, that this might be the path that my life was going to take. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit. But how old were you? When, uh, when I first started thinking about it, I was maybe 12, 12 11 or 12 uh, but then didn't seriously start considering it until I was about a junior or senior in high school. Still significantly younger than when you were even thinking about it seriously. So, uh, yeah, but just uh, positive influences from priests um, in my parish. Um, Father Mark Gertner, Father Dave Vores, just really solid influences as me to, to show me at a very early age that being a priest and, and following living a life dedicated to the faith is actually worthwhile. And it's it's not like an absurd, ridiculous thing to do. Um, yeah. So a lot of really good influences early on in my life uh, and then decided to pull the trigger finally to pursue priesthood um, after I graduated high school. So, uh, yeah. And began college seminary right out right. of high school. Yeah. So I did four years of college seminary in Minnesota and then I did another four years of uh, graduate school seminary in Mount St. Mary's, uh, which is where we send our guys now uh, to seminary to study. Uh, speaking of which, uh, one of the the mothers of one of our St. Charles uh, seminarians just pledged. Tina Schneider just gave a pledge. So thank you to Tina. Uh, yeah, her son Jake is in the seminary. Also had sort of an interesting journey in the faith Um all of our seminarians, we've got three seminarians from St. Charles, and they all have sort of varying stories, just how they were able to pursue their vocation and how they responded to the Lord's call. Uh, Jake was uh, head of his fraternity in college and had a just an urging for more, for something else. And, and he found the Lord uh, in a more intentional way and pursued priesthood right after he graduated. Uh, Sam Martinez, he was a – he's a – he studied for a long time at Purdue, studying to be a nutritionist or a dietitian. I can't remember the difference. One of those two. He studied food uh, and he, he worked in the field for a while, for a few years. And then he decided to join the seminary. And then there's Noah Ish, who's a young guy, younger guy. And he, in the midst of college, realized, I think the Lord was calling me to priesthood. And he joined while he was in college age. So out of the five of us, uh, all of us having very different vocation stories, but um, in different times that we pursued uh, the priesthood and it's all been a, yeah, it's, it's crazy and beautiful how, how different the Lord calls all people. The Lord finds us wherever we are. That's a fact. I really think that Redeemer Radio is, uh, is an asset here in our diocese that, is, that helps to promote vocations because yeah. I think that it builds good homes. And it gets the message out there. I, I liked what you said about um, the positive uh, uh, image that Father Mark and um, Father David Voris mm. projected or, or and how I, I really felt that that same thing led to my son's vocations as well. And That's right, because you have two sons that are priests. Yes. They're ordained the same day. Yeah. How cool is that? This year it'll be 10 years. I can't believe how... You know how wow. when you were growing up, mom and dad said those years fly, or maybe grandpa, grandma said mm-hmm. that, and the years fly. The years fly. Mm-hmm. They really do. But I think I think that Redeemer Radio has been a great blessing. And so we need to keep Redeemer Radio on the air. It's been a tough year with COVID, and I know that uh, it's hard on, on people. But any, 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 a pledge of any size, please, uh, 260-260. Four three six nine five nine eight. You can also pledge online at redeemerradio.com. So we got some pledges that are starting to roll in here, and and uh, we're really uh, appreciative. Yeah, we're seeing a lot of familiar names. Uh, thank you to Tom Murphy, Gregory Rose, Jenna Rajak, uh, who sent in pledges. Bob and Mary Shrek, Edward, Edward Gillag. Gill- Gillig? That's uh, misspelled. Yeah, head. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> that looks like a misspelling. Jim and Karen Broody, yeah. Sam Sliger, Greg, and Diane Salt all sent in pledges. So thank you to all those people. Um, we've got nine pledges so far. Keep them coming. Just shy of $1,000. So keep it going. We, we need to, we've got a goal of uh, $12,000 this hour. 
Again, you're listening to Redeemer Radio uh, Spring share We're with uh, the St. Charles Hour. We're here with Father Tom Shoemaker and Father Thomas Zare and your guest host, Father Terry Coonan. Father Tom, can you tell us a little bit? It occurs to me that one of the things that uh, I learn about on Redeemer Radio, it's been a real blessing, is that I learn about the saints. And so uh, either directly or indirectly, Mm -hmm. because I know sometimes I catch a little tidbit and then I run to my saint book and I open it up and get a little bit more info. But tell us a little bit about uh, St. Charles himself. I know that he was from Milan, Italy. And... uh, Right. St. Charles is a fascinating saint. He's quoted more often than you can imagine. He's, he's, lots of people refer to him because he was so influential in so many different ways. Uh, he came from a very wealthy, powerful family. His mother was a Medici, uh, which was the wealthiest family in Europe. His father from the Borromeo family. Um, he was a nephew to the Pope. Um, he was made a cardinal at a very young age. I think he was 21 years old or so. Um, made the Bishop of Milan. Now, in those days, it's kind of an interesting thing. Uh, we see troubles in the church today, but they're nothing compared to what you saw back in the 1500s. Hmm. Uh, back in those days, if you were assigned as a bishop to a wealthy place, it was a way to wealth and fame and, and luxury. And, and the whole idea of service wasn't so much there. Uh, the diocese or the archdiocese of Milan hadn't seen their bishop for generations. The bishops lived in a palace off someplace else and just accepted lots of funding from the diocese. So it was a big innovation when St. Charles Borromeo moved to Milan to actually live there and actually minister to his people and to, to have masses in his own cathedral and his own parish. That hadn't been done for a long time. Um, also, just a church with a lot of troubles. Um Priests were not educated in those days. Uh, they would kind of shadow another priest and then be ordained. They Oftentimes, there are stories of priests who couldn't even read and write, let alone know anything about the scriptures or uh, theology and all the rest. So St. Charles is instrumental in starting up a whole system of, of seminaries, uh, which hadn't been up until that time. So he's a that's patron saint for seminarians. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carry on. Famous too. Yeah. He's just lots of stories about him. Um, famous too, because Martin Luther and the whole Protestant Reformation broke out while he was, while he was a cardinal, while he was oh, a nephew. 1500s. Of the Pope. Yep. And the church did not react very quickly to that for all kinds of reasons. Um, there was, the plague was passing through. There were nations at war. Uh, the cardinals were arguing once amongst themselves and the bishops uh, for all kinds of reasons. It took the church a long time to to to, uh, to react to the Reformation, but it was St. Charles Borromeo who really got the Council of Trent going and, and got it to actually produce some documents and respond. Um, unfortunately, it was far too late. Half of Europe had already fallen away in, in the Reformation before uh, the Council of Trent issued these documents to respond and, and show what it was the Catholic Church really did believe and really did teach and that, to show that an awful lot of the people were falling away for misunderstandings because they just didn't understand Catholicism. Uh, but it was St. Charles Borromeo who made that happen. Uh, he was big in reformation of the the, the the clergy and getting them educated, making sure they were living with their people, making sure that they were living lives of prayer and all that kind of thing. Uh, all kinds of, of important things took place because of his pushing. Uh, very influential in, in the church as we know it today. Uh, and also, interestingly, there was a plague that passed through while he was the bishop in Milan. Uh, it's now called the Plague of St. Charles. Um, and as we're looking at what's taken place today, St. Charles has been there. Uh, the plague that passed through, they had to close down their churches. Um, they were celebrating masses on street corners where there was better circulation and they thought it would be safer. Uh, hmm. St. Charles didn't run away from Milan while this plague was taking place. He stayed with his people. Uh, he's famous for ministering to his people even during the, the plague. And of course, back in those days, they had no idea germ theory wasn't around yet. They had no idea what was causing this or where it came from. Uh, But he was there ministering to his people, stayed in Milan, uh, gave away most of his family's assets, taking care of the church and doing whatever he could during a time of plague. So we've got a a painting of St. Charles offering communion to a man as he's dying from the plague that we, we keep in our gathering space. But uh, it's, it's pretty timely right now as we're thinking about it. It's very timely. Now, speaking of that, well, before before we move on to 
I was going to talk about COVID and how that's affected St. Charles. But before we do, let's keep those uh, phones a ringing. Let's keep uh, uh, call in 260-436-9598. And Father Tom, I'm going to have you read that next time. Oh, can do. Yeah, because maybe you'll do better than me. (laughs) But let's get (laughs) those phone numbers. My voice sounds more appealing. There you go. Hearing you read off a number. Well, as you know, as we, oh. Yeah. We got a couple of new uh, pledges. Don Luther sent a pledge. Thank you to Don. Pat Vote uh, send one in in memory of Monsignor Hessian and Monsignor Selzer. So thank you for her donation. Uh, yeah, keep keep sending in those those uh, donations to help support uh, Catholic Radio. Catholic Radio also is sort of in a small way kind of following in the footsteps of St. Charles and in, in leading toward education, just in small ways, little sort of Catholic reformations every day that we hear a little bit, a little tidbit of truth uh, from priests or, or these religious leaders who are constantly um, that we're hearing on the radio, just beautiful ways to grow in our own faith. So thank you to Catholic Radio to for continuing to just support uh, pursuing truth and finding Jesus in the truth. You know, my personal experience, um, Father Thomas, is is exactly that. I would add the word timely in front of yeah. Kidbit. It's amazing to me um, when I get in the car and that is on, I'm, I'm as a grandpa now, I, I shuttle kids to and from, grandkids to and from school uh, all the time. In fact, I made a double trip today. I had to, I, Took the grandkids to Dwenger, and then I get a phone call as soon as I got home. I forgot my this or that, and I had to make another trip to the house, pick it up, back to Dwenger. But it allowed me to, to listen to more of Redeemer Radio. But my point is that it's amazing to me how many times I hear a timely tidbit, mm. something that I needed right at that moment. And um, it it could be... It could be just be something encouraging. It could be something admonishing. Sometimes Redeemer Radio admonishes the sinner, aka me, <laughs> and uh, or or just something to uh, just a little pick me up or or a timely reminder. So I just think Redeemer Radio is timely, and isn't that the Holy Spirit at work? Yeah. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, uh, it's so funny how how the Lord decides to speak to us in various crazy, weird ways at crazy weird times um, in the midst of pandemic, in the midst of just the busyness of our day, like Redeemer Radio. There's been times that I've turned it on myself and and realized, oh, that's exactly what I needed to hear. So praise God for that. Um, So praise God for all those people that are continuing to support Redeemer Radio and and (laughs) giving giving motivation behind the voice of the Lord, being able to support other people and lift them up in prayer. Well, we're about 25 minutes in and we're approaching three. Twenty five hundred, uh, getting close to three thousand dollars. We've got a twelve thousand dollar pledge. So listeners, or a twelve thousand dollar goal this hour. So mm-hmm. we need uh, we need people to roll up their sleeves and yeah. uh, and join us. Thank uh, you to all here. the people that again that continuing to to donate. Uh, Mark Bratoli, David Johnson, and Father James. Father James is out of town for the month of April. He's helping at his brother's parish, but he. Father James, uh, who's the other priest that serves here at St. Charles, um, he sent in a pledge for us. So thank you to Father James. Uh, thank you to Matt Smith, Sean Digan, Mr. and Mrs. Richard Burning sent in pledges. So thank you to that them. Joe Gardner, Lisa Vanderbilt, Julian Arthur Weingartner, all these great people. So thank you uh, for those who are supporting. Don't forget, you can call in, call or text 260-436-9598, or you can Log in online at RedeemerRadio.com or on the Redeemer Radio app. Sweet. Um, any, uh, what, what do we got? No, what should we cover next? <laughs> oh, I was going to ask about COVID. Should we save that till the next hour? How are you? Or just give us a quick little tease on how we, how we doing? How did we do over the past year? How are we emerging from everything? Uh, encouraging, discouraging. <laughs> We're making progress. Yeah, our numbers are picking up for sure. Uh, we were very happy when the bishop gave us permission to remove the string from some of our pews. Oh, good. So we can fit people in the church now. Uh, we've had lots of overflow seating out in the gathering space and seats all the way around the church. And now we can pack people in a little closer in some sections. we got other sections still spread out. Uh, but uh, numbers are picking up. Numbers are picking up. Well, you know, one of the things that I worry about is I, I, I okay, I'm not supposed to worry. One of the things, though, is that I just don't want to see our priests get burned out. And I'm sitting here with two of our finest, Fort Wayne, South Bend. Our diocese is just blessed with wonderful priests. Mm. And um, and I am sitting here with two of our finest. So we just made it through Easter 
season, Lent and Easter season and Holy Week, did you guys just crash on Easter Monday and take a huge <laughs> nap or something? Tell us a little bit about the life of a priest during Holy Week. Oh, yeah. I love Holy Week. Holy Week is my favorite week of the year. Uh, it's busy and it's crazy and it's full of just beautiful liturgies. And yeah, it is exhausting. But um, this year, it was particularly a blessing, I think, in contrast just to last year, because last year, so many people weren't able to come to any of the liturgies. Oh, it was awful. And we had... Uh, so many other beautiful experiences uh, of Holy Week. Uh, yeah, Easter Monday was definitely a nice breath of fresh air, but it was it was a joy. Uh, yeah, I I love I love Holy Week. Being able to sing again, which was different than than you know some of the the weeks and months before. Being able to just kind of have bigger and more beautiful liturgies was really great. Um, Father Tom, you got anything to add to that? Yeah, no, it's it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Holy Week last year, we had beautiful Holy Week, but it was with three of us. <laughs> um, oh. Jake Schneider was in the in the rectory, our seminarian, along with Father James and me. The three of us did the whole Triduum. Uh, we sang everything. We did all the verses of every reading and every psalm, and and we did it all. But we needed people <laughs> and just so disappointing to have church doors locked during the Easter vigil. Mm. We did it in a, in a locked church and just that's just not the way it ought to be. So what a joy it is to be back again. Mm -hmm. What a joy it is to be back again. Yeah. So we are approaching the bottom of the hour and um, we are going to take a little quick break. But first, we're going to we're going to repeat uh, that we're going to be caught. You need we're asking you to call two six zero. 436-9598 to pledge, or you can pledge online, RedeemerRadio.com, or you can use the Redeemer Radio app. All ways to, to uh, all of those are ways to uh, pledge to this year's Sherathon. And it doesn't have to be to the St. Charles Hour, although that's what we would like. Mm -hmm. We got a $12,000 goal and we're after it. So uh, we're right at $3,000 right now on 32 pledges. So keep, keep it going. Redeemer Radio equips listeners to evangelize so that God can work miracles in our families, neighborhoods, and communities. Every donation helps us reach more souls for Christ as the seeds of faith are spread. We'll never know how many souls are saved because of the generosity of listeners like you. There's so many other people out there who are in the same shoes that, that I was. People who are just opening up to the faith, you know, for whatever reason, there's an openness, there's a curiosity in their heart. And Redeemer Radio is one way that is really, I mean, literally broadcasting the faith, but even just in a figurative way, broadcasting it so that they could receive. I mean, these are people who are receptive. Um, and I've heard stories of this, of, of people who were just driving around town and somehow, you know, scanning through the channels, came across Redeemer Radio and maybe even were really angry at the answers they were hearing through the programs. But after a while, I started to realize like there's a consistency in what was being taught and it challenged them and they you know, did research, they struggled, they wrestled with those you know, topics or questions and came to realize that they agreed with it, that they saw the truth in it. Um, so in that way, I think, it's a, I think Redeemer Radio is a great tool of evangelization, of, of literally broadcasting the faith. It's easy to become a Redeemer Radio supporter. Volunteers are standing by and lines are open for you. Call or text GIVE to 260-436-9598. This is Leonard DiLorenzo from the McGrath Institute for Church Life at the University of Notre Dame and host of Church Life Today on Redeemer Radio. On Church Life Today, we have conversations with pastoral leaders and scholars from around the country about issues that matter most to the church today. Thank you for listening and supporting Catholic programming like Church Life Today, heard right here on Redeemer Radio. Become a day sponsor and honor a birthday, anniversary, feast day, or other special occasion with an on-air message. With a $400 donation, your personalized message will air six times on the day of your choosing. 
For a $700 donation, it will air 12 times. And for $1,000, it will air 18 times. Plus, your donation supports the mission of Redeemer Radio. Become a day sponsor now. Let the Holy Spirit work through your generosity. Go to RedeemerRadio.com and click Give Now or call 260-436-9598. Help us continue sharing Christ through the Diocese of Fort Wayne, South Bend, and beyond. Call or text GIVE to the Holy Cross College text line at 260-436-9598 or donate online at RedeemerRadio.com. This is Redeemer Radio's share Thank you for listening to and supporting your local Catholic radio station. Welcome back to Redeemer Radio's share My name is Terry Coonan. I'm your guest host this hour, and I'm joined in the studio with Father Tom Shoemaker and Father Thomas Zare, who are the pastor and parochial vicar of St. Charles. You are listening to the St. Charles Hour. Uh, We have a lofty goal, fathers. So, Father Tom, you and I were reading out the numbers. Father Thomas, you and I were reading out the the phone numbers, but we're going to turn it over to our our esteemed leader here, Father Tom, to let's let's get these phones a ringing, Father. Let's offer a few words of thanks here for some of the oh, folks okay. who called in. We got Pat Morello, Marlene Romy, uh, Judy Lynn Mondock, uh, Dave and Debbie Stevens, uh, Jane Relu, uh, Dennis and Joe Redding, Chris Hartman, Steve Ubohauer, Pat Slater, uh, Richard Ponson, Leanne Menzing, Sandy Tone, Tom and Barb Richter. Uh, we thank everybody who's called in so far and those who've sent in advanced pledges, too. Uh, this is an important cause, so we, we sure appreciate all the, all the support that you've given, not only this Sherathon, but through the years to, to keep Redeemer Ra- Radio on the, in, on the air. What number should they be calling, Father? Uh, 260-436-9598. 436 or online at RedeemerRadio.com. Yep, a lot of good people there. I, I'm a St. Vincent, uh, lifetime member of St. Vincent's, and kind of grew up when there was a rivalry with uh, St. Vincent's and St. Mm. Charles, but I love St. Charles. I just, I've just come to love, and all of our children, we raised eight kids, sent them all through Bishop Dwinger, and their best friends all came from St. Charles Borromeo. What a great yeah. parish you have. And uh uh, I, I know that there's good programs there, good people, good priests, and uh, the the leadership that you provide is is just a a, a testimony to uh, to Saint Charles Borromeo. Mm-hmm. Hey, I was listening to um, we talk about uh, we, we talk about um, Sherathon and the importance of of uh, sharing our assets, giving, our, giving donations, and, and helping to keep Redeemer Radio on the air. And it occurs to me that not everyone can open up the checkbook this time. We've been through a rough year, and we might have another rough year, but mm. uh, it does look like we're emerging from, from, the, uh, from the pandemic. Uh, but it, it occurs to me that another way of increasing donations to Redeemer Radio is by expanding the listenership. And I just wanted to real quick share a little tidbit of tidbit of how I became a listener and then a donor and a supporter and a volunteer to Redeemer Radio. And um, very way back when, when Redeemer Radio first came on the air, I had a friend who will not go unnamed. It was Mike Richardville. And he just very simply said, Terry, have you listened to that new Catholic radio station? I think it's great. Very simple little message of evangelization from Mike to me, and I listened, and the Holy Spirit did the rest. And so I would just wanted to encourage people to share that same simple message. Everyone, you know, uh, just just put it out there in a, a very simple way. I had, my wife and I, we were both familiar with Christian radio, but not Catholic radio and Redeemer Radio is just wonderful. It has enriched our faith over the years. And I know that it's contributed to the vocation of our two sons uh, as as priests here in the diocese. Um, but what are you, fathers, what, what are you hearing um, about the 
the good news of Redeemer Radio. What are you hearing from your par- from your parishioners? Are there any things that you can share, little stories or tips on how to share or what to share or when to share or who to share? <laughs> yeah, a story that I've told before. I've RCIA, we, we always interview people as they're coming to join the church mm, and uh-huh. uh, becoming Catholic. And a question I always ask is, what brought you here? How did you how did you find your way to the Catholic Church? Usually it's a, it's a family member, a relative, maybe a neighbor. But I have had people say, I found a radio station and I've been listening and I'm intrigued and, and I've I've found things on that station that that, that have, have challenged me. Uh, I've had people who've told me that Redeemer Radio is what brought them to the Catholic Church mm. uh, and they ended up going through the RCA and becoming Catholic. Uh, that's why we need to support this. Uh, it's a way that we can reach out not just to active Catholics who are sitting in the pew listening when we're up there preaching, but people who are in their cars, people who are in an office place or at home with a radio on, uh, maybe not even Catholic, maybe not active in anything, but uh, it it really is a way we can evangelize people who normally we wouldn't be able to find. Uh, So that's why I'm excited about it. That's why I've made a pledge and and, and, um, it's a way to, to spread the good news. Amen. And there's so many beautiful things that they can, they can hear that, they don't hear from the pulpit because Father Tom, Father James and I preach from the pulpit. And sometimes that's that's the only experience that they have uh, of just hearing the gospel um, is just those five to 20 minutes, depending on who's preaching, uh, that, that little bit of time at, at Mass on Sunday. But Redeemer Radio offers us another opportunity for those who can't come to daily Mass or or can't join a Bible study or something like that. This is a way that they can be fed um, spiritually and just like mentally, just understanding the truths of the faith, listening to um, local stations who just talk about the comings and goings of the diocese or things like Catholic Answers or, or who are just constantly uh, berated by just the, the things of the world and 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 the church trying to show the truth and shine the light of of Christ's message onto just the shenanigans of the world. Um, I think Redeemer Readers does such a good job of being relevant and, as you said, uh, timely. Um, it's very relevant to, to just what the, the needs of the hearts of people. And so it's, it's beautiful that they're offering this. One of the things that I like, uh, Redeemer Radio has changed their f- format somewhat, and they're including in their broadcast a lot more podcasts. Mm. And so it has exposed me to a whole new world of Catholic um, podcasts that are out there. So, of course, I, I hear I, – I had – I was well aware of, of Bishop Barron, but there's many, many others, including um, priests, lay people, professors. It's just been mm. – uh, it really has been off, awesome. So anything there on the Spoke Street uh, media is is a good – is really a good uh, – uh, I think Kyle Hyman has kind of put that together and a, a real yeah. potpourri, if you will, of uh, – of podcast, one of my personally one of my one of my favorites that, that has really touched my heart, and I've become a donor to them is the Sisters of Life. My daughter uh, years ago went on a come and see weekend with the Sisters of Life out in out in New York, and um, she did not, you know, she's she's now married with married with children, but uh, the the sisters have a podcast, and I listen to that, and I just fell in love with it. <laughs> so I've become I've become a donor there. You know, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Um, so anyway, just a real quick. Uh, yeah, just uh, again, thanking the people that have donated. Thank you to Father Tom, who there I don't you know go. if you did that while what we were What a great example. <laughs> uh, John Whitmore, Linda Wellman, thank you for all those who have sent uh, pledges. Maria Entley, Carolyn Smock, Carmen Laney, and uh, all those who have sent in pledges. We're just, uh, we're at $3,300. So thank you so much uh, for those donations. Keep them coming. Uh, continue to just support this beautiful mission 436-9598 that's area code 260 436-9598 or online redeemerradio.com or the redeemer radio app so um what um what what what's what are some of the things that you have going now and and uh, you we you mentioned that St. Charles is emerging mm-hmm. or people are returning and so forth what kind of programs do you have going that uh, that you might like to put a little shout out towards here on on Redeemer yeah we've got several we've got uh, gifted and sent ministries and they did their first uh, presentation just last week it was wonderful uh, they've got several more coming. Uh, We've got the um, Kingdom Builders group. They're meeting, oh yes, yeah, they're they're tonight. Uh, a beautiful ministry for women. 
uh, once a month. Uh, tonight is the night for it. Uh, we've got a morning of reflection for men sponsored by the Knights of Columbus, but open to any men. Um, that's coming up on a Saturday morning. I think it's a week from this Saturday. Uh, a lot of different events taking place. Uh, just a lot of things trying to bring people back in. Mm. Uh, we're trying to be responsible with masks and distancing sure. and all that kind of sure. thing. But, but, sure, absolutely. Uh, after so long of not having opportunities together we're trying to do what we can it's just good to have to see people returning yeah. there's uh over the past year i have there's there's friends that i would only see at a church and i i miss them mm. you know yeah. I, I i really do so our communities need to be whole again they, yeah. we, we need to be whole again the gifted uh, the gifted program is that where where you learn what your charisms are and then try to apply them in in a minute how does that work? no this is a uh, a group organized by father drew curry at most praises ah, blood okay uh he and some others um I've forgotten already the name of the, the lady who gave the talk. Jessica it's, Smith. Jessica Smith, yes, from Columbia City. Gave a wonderful talk about the Holy Spirit and sure. listening to the, the, the urgings of the Spirit. There's going to be an upcoming uh, night of prayer for healing and then uh, some praise music. And I'm not sure what all else, but uh, the first night was wonderful. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think that those kind of programs, they they just build up the faith in in the parish, and then they sprout other stuff as well. It's just awesome. Talk to me a little bit about Bishop Lures, Father Tom. You sure, Thomas? You mentioned that you were uh, still chaplain out there, still even though chaplain you're here on there. the north end. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, when Bishop moved me from St. Elizabeth, which is a feeder school to St. Elizabeth to Bishop Lures, sure, sure. Uh, when I had my meeting with him, I said, Bishop, can I stay at Bishop Lures because there, I, I just. I was making headway just like with relationships there, yeah. and it was it was a joy to be a part of that. Um, and and I stayed as, stayed there even though I was at St. Charles, which is a Dwanger feeder school. Sure. Um, so, but uh, it's been a joy. It's been crazy. COVID has just been really tough, but uh, just seeing the the joy of the children and um, getting to build relationships with those students has just been really enjoyable. Um, seeing them at extracurriculars. Um, uh, at sporting events and going to practices and hitting the volleyball around or shooting baskets or doing anything with those kids um, and just entering into, uh, you know, the things that they get excited about. Um, not every high school student is excited about religion class. So that's not mm-hmm. where I put most of my effort and energy. Um, so I hear confessions every week. I go there uh, and spend a couple hours hearing confessions. Um, and I try to go to extracurriculars as much as I can because that's where the kids want to be. That's where they are excited. And when they see a priest show up and make his presence there, um, it makes it seem like, oh, this guy cares about the things that I care about. So that's exciting. Um, so it's been fun being involved in just the random things that happen at that school. Um, it's good. It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's a joy doing it. Lures is a, Lures is a good school. That's, uh, of course, just like every, every other organization has challenges and has difficulties and they're just, they're persevering and they're, they've got some great teachers and, and staff there that just love the Lord and are doing their best to bring the Lord to those students. Just like Redeemer Radio tries to bring the love of the Lord to other people and to the listeners. So um, anyway. Yeah. Did you ever see that rascal Father Matt out there? Father Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he runs with the cross country team and the he track does. team. He's crazy. Your son is nuts. Yeah. But yeah, he's super involved and, and it's great to have him nearby just down the road at St. Therese and St. Henry. Well, I heard in your vocation story and I saw it in my son's vocation story, the importance of having a positive image of the priesthood and having someone mm. in the life of these kids who uh, who who projects that positive image of the priesthood, and I have to believe, and I'll and I'm going to pray for you, Father Thomas. I have to believe that the, those little things that you're doing there, just being visible and um, fist bumping the kids, you know, encouraging them, um, maybe putting an arm around them, and. Oh, well, you have to be careful. Got to be careful with that, don't you? COVID, yeah, yeah <laughs> COVID, and and also the, but just encouraging them or, or picking them up when they've had a, a a bad day are all those those are the things that lead to that promote that uh, nourish future vocations. And mm. uh, I just I I see, I just see that in in you and many of others. Hey, we've gotten some pledges here. Whoa, yeah. 
We've taken a big jump, which We've is great. We've taken a big jump. Keep some, it up, though. Got some big donations, so thank you to all those who have uh, sent in donations to Carl Kleber. Thank you, Kathy Jacob. Uh, <laughs> called in a pledge specifically for me, thanking me for Easter Sunday service at 9 a.m. Uh, yeah. I love that mass. That was a beautiful mass. Uh, thank you to Tom Auer, Kirk Jones, uh, John Moran, Jesse and Francis Martinez, uh, John Dizer, Retta Corman. <laughs> Steve Vince at, wanted to know if uh, Sunday 5 o'clock mass is their favorite mass. Um, it's their favorite mass. I do enjoy 5 p.m. mass. I love all the masses because everybody is different. Every mass is different because we get to see different people and it's a joy to, to be at all those masses. Hey, we've got a little note here for you, Father Tom. You want to take care of that one? Right. The note says to, to re, a reminder that we've got a rosary for uh, America on Saturday mornings, 10 o'clock outdoors. Uh, ours is a parish oh, that nice. is very dedicated to the rosary. We've got a rosary before or after all of our 16 daily masses and before and after the Saturday morning mass. Plus, we got the outdoor rosary. we got three or four rosaries going on on Sunday afternoon. So I think we've got 21 rosaries a week happening in the parish. Uh, all led by lay people, and just a, a, a parish is very dedicated to the rosary. Mm. Oh, Father Thomas, that that's mm -hmm. a, that is just awesome. We're also a parish that's very dedicated to the, the sacrament of reconciliation. Uh, <laughs> we've got, I think, five and a half hours a week of posted Something times like for, yeah. for 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 confessions, and we get big lines of people. We've we've it's it's, it's a beautiful thing, uh, and I think Redeemer Radio has got something to do with that. But uh, certainly, the numbers have been growing. Uh, of the people coming for for that sacrament, and that's that's what what we like to see. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah, wow. it's funny that you mentioned that because somebody just told me recently that uh, oh yeah, Father, I heard something really important in on Redeemer Radio that was really convicting me to confess certain sins, and I was like, sweet, praise God. Uh, again, continuing education and just understanding what the Lord is how the Lord is trying to push me and, and, and push me to be better and, and to grow in holiness and bring all the darkness into the light. Uh, yeah. So it's beautiful. We are all called to grow in holiness. There's no question about that. Mm. And I'm going to ask our, our, our listeners to call, to call as well. 260-436-9598. We are in the home stretch now. Um, sports fans. We got about another 10 minutes in this, in this hour. We're, we're just over $7,000. We've got a large goal of uh, $12,000, and we'll continue to accept pledges for the St. Charles Hour even after this hour. But, oh, yeah. but, but please call in 436-9598 online, RedeemerRadio.com, or through the Redeemer Radio app. Awesome. Let me share just another St. Charles story. Please do. You asked about St. Charles the Saint. We had an <laughs> oh, yeah. interesting thing took place last week right after um, Easter. Uh, somebody did some research and found that St. Charles Borromeo in Milan uh, during the plague had done a procession through Milan uh, Praying for an end and and praying for uh, for mercy and and praying for forgiveness for the sins that they they thought had might have led to this plague, uh, but Saint Charles and I think it was like the week after Easter. There's a particular date I can't remember what the date was, but did a procession with some people through the streets of Milan. He went barefoot and with a noose around his neck as a sign of his penitential kind of attitude towards this 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 uh, procession. So. One of our parishioners called and said, shouldn't we be doing this? So with about half an hour planning, we got on the phone, called a bunch of families, and ended up having a barefoot procession out around the neighborhood, uh, carrying the Blessed Sacrament in a monstrance. I didn't wear a noose, but I did go barefoot <laughs> and did an outdoor procession just kind of as St. Charles had done himself, uh, praying for an end to the pandemic. So we're starting to see some answers to that prayer. The, the pandemic is winding yes. down. So we continue to pray. Yeah, that is so awesome. You you are blessed with a great parish there. You re you yeah. really are. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, we I, I had mentioned earlier in the hour that we are blessed in our diocese with uh, great priests and deacons, and I, I'm it's somewhat remiss of me not to mention that we are blessed with a wonderful bishop. Yeah, I, I Bishop Kevin Rhodes is so awesome, and I I just uh, pray for him. He is he is wonderful. I yeah. just love Bishop Rhodes. He is so personable, and um, I don't know what else to say. Yeah, Bishop is awesome, and I'm not saying that just because he's my boss, but he's a, a beautiful man who just really does have a heart for just loving the people and has a heart for loving um, 
the priest especially, I, I know he has a heart and he's very intentional about trying to um, support his priests and, and put them with good people to support them. Um, and so he's been a, uh, sort of like a secondary or tertiary sort of father figure to me, just being able to be honest and open with him. Um, anytime I've had to have a meeting with him or I've met with him, it's just been a very positive experience of someone who's, who is interested with, with the needs of, of his people and I'm his people. Um, yeah. So it's a joy work to work with him. And, and kind of like St. Charles Borromeo in a way, just one of the hardest working pastoral people you'll ever meet. Oh, my God. Uh, he never complains about it. I've never heard him brag about how much he's doing or how many hours he's taking. But if you watch his schedule and watch what all he's doing, he's constantly on the go, constantly mm -hmm. writing talks, constantly doing research for the bishops, constantly. I, I don't know when he finds to rest, but uh, he's, he's kind of pouring out his life for his, for his flock. Yeah. My favorite, one of my favorite memories of Bishop Rhodes is uh, just before my father passed away, Father Terry was installed at uh, at Little Flower, in, mm -hmm. in following in your footsteps there, Father Tom. Mm -hmm. And um, the bishop, bishop came, came, anyway, long story short, he came, we, we were, we were then kind of unwinding afterwards at St. Pius. And my father was there. And my, my mom had just passed away. My father was there and uh, Bishop came over and just sat down next to my dad and they just started talking. They were talking baseball and basketball and all kinds of just stuff. And what a personal, what a personal guy. I just, I, is it okay to call the Bishop a guy? <laughs> he <laughs> he a, is a guy. He yeah. is a great guy. Okay, Bishop, I apologize if I hit yeah. anything offensive. Hey, our goal, where are we at, guys? We're about $7,300 in. Again, thank you to 55 of those people who have sent in pledges. Uh, thank you especially to Elizabeth Boyer, uh, who called in a pledge. Uh, thank you to Jerry and Shannon. Sharon. How do you pronounce that name? Nergi. 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 Sarah Secure and uh, the Knights of Columbus Council 451. Our Knights of Columbus Council at St. Charles is relentless. They are so good at supporting the needs of the parish um, and they will stop at nothing to help. <laughs> they're aggressively awesome. They're they're good men. Well, speaking of, uh, we're we're winding down. We're we're in about the last five minutes here. Um, and speaking of Knights of Columbus, are there any organizations that, uh, that you'd like to put in a, a word for, or, or any any final thoughts here uh, about Saint Charles Redeemer Radio? And and while we're doing that, while while Father Tom and Father Thomas are are doing that, you listeners, please pick up the phone and call 260-436-9598 and make a pledge here. Large or small, medium is fine. We'll take it all. Yeah. <laughs> just call in and talk to somebody. Maybe you just want to say hello to the people, the wonderful people that are answering calls. We have the greatest people answering yeah. calls. Yeah. But any little, any, anything? Oh, there's so many things happening at the parish, but I, I, I think just to reiterate, um, things that are starting to get back rolling again. So it's just a joy to see people. And even like I've only been around the parish for nine months and people are introducing themselves to me and saying, Father, it's really great to meet you. We watched the live stream mass. We've been stuck at home, but now we're, we're vaccinated or whatever. And now we're feeling comfortable coming back. So praise God for uh, the people that uh, are able to come back and, and be in church and receive Jesus in the Eucharist again. We're super thankful th for that. Um, so yeah, it's 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 beautiful beautiful to see the life of the church kind of reemerging, almost a, literally like a new spiritual spring. Um, today we had a whole bunch of snow, which kind of made it feel like a beautiful winter. But we know that spring is around the corner in the same way with our faith uh, that reemerging and and the faith is growing again, even in the midst of the cold, dreary uh, winter of COVID. Um, that's been kind of an interesting development in the church, too, with the pandemic. When there was so much time that people couldn't come to Mass, people were afraid to come, uh, we started doing live streaming. We started doing recorded live uh, fireside chats, so as we call them, little video programs that we did. But the radio station, all part of that. It's, it's, there are ways for people to be connected to the church these days that back in the 1500s in Milan, they couldn't possibly. We've got a radio station. We've got the live streams. We've got uh, YouTube kind of things. We're, we've, we've got, we're live streaming most of our funerals, if family was, would like at this point, and weddings also if, if people can't be there. Uh, there are a lot of ways that we're able to use technology these days to be a church uh, in a way that's, that's a really new development. Uh, so 
support the radio station. It's a way of being church even when we can't be in the same room. Mm. Uh, the number, 260-436-9598. You know, Father Tom, one of the things that I like about Redeemer Radio is it is our very own local Fort Wayne radio station, mm. our very own local South Bend radio station. It 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 has a mix of local and National. national and worldwide worldwide news uh, and, and information on it. But I like that it's our very own. And so each one of us can identify. And I know that when I donate to Redeemer Radio, I'm, I'm donating to our very own local radio station. How are we doing here? Good. We're... So we just got a great anonymous donation for five hundred dollars, which pushes our donation or our goal a little closer. We need about thirteen hundred dollars to meet our goal. Oh goodness, we can make that. Yeah, too easy. We got two minutes left. That's easy. Pick up the phone. Pick up the phone. <laughs> well, thank you to all those people who have sent in donations. I'm trying to remember where I stopped. From the bottom of our heart, sincere thank you. Sincere thanks on on behalf of of, of the Redeemer Radio staff and mm. and, uh, and and all of our. Um, volunteers and supporters out here but keep keep those uh keep those pledges coming in and you can even continue to donate to the saint charles hour after the hour but uh redeemer radio online redeemerradio.com is a good is a good way to do it and who's coming up right after us is bishop Rhodes, who we were just talking oh, about so oh my goodness he, he comes up right Uh-oh. after we finish up uh so Thank you to all those who have continued to donate to St. Charles. But if you'd like to tune in a little bit longer and continue to listen to uh, just the the beauty of the Diocese of Fort Wayne South Bend, Bishop Rhodes will be on next, right after us. He might come and admonish the sinner here sitting there, your guest, your guest host. <laughs> well, that's a virtue, is, I think, isn't it? Something like <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The three of us could be in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As, um, as we're winding down, Father Tom, maybe you, you, began, you, you began the hour with a prayer, and I yeah. think it's appropriate for us to end the hour with a prayer. Would, sure. you, would you do that Let's for do us that. as well? In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for all the blessings of this this radio station and all the ways that the the news and the the, the good news, the, the the beauty of our faith has been shared with others through the station. We thank you for all the donors who have made this station possible. We thank you for all the, the founders who had so much insight to, to insist that we needed this station. We thank you for all those who have listened and, and found themselves a little closer to Christ by listening. We ask that you'll help us in this ministry, guide us, Make us the people we're called to be and help us to share our faith. We ask this through Christ our Lord and with the intercession of St. Charles Borromeo. Amen. 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 And Father, Amen. Son, and Holy, Son, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. What an honor and a blessing for me to be with two of my favorite priests, Father Tom and Father Thomas uh, from, from St. Charles, and which has become one of my favorite parishes. And I, I just love um, Redeemer Radio. I love our parishes. I love our diocese. And I love our bishop. <laughs> Good. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this hour of Redeemer Radio's 2021 Spring Shareathon. Please keep us in your prayers, and if you're able to support the mission, visit RedeemerRadio.com to make a monthly or one-time donation. And if you're looking for more great podcasts, check out SpokeStreet.com.